0: Section 32, Chapter 26, Mother Angela, Angels of the Battlefield, by George Barton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Mother Angela, Mother Angela, who performed such valiant service as the head of the Holy Cross Sisters, departed this life on March fourth, 1887. Her death was so calm and peaceful that it seemed as though she were gliding into slumber rather than passing from life into eternity. Mother Mary of St. Angela was the name of this devoted woman, who was previously known to the world as Eliza Maria Gillespie as stated in the preceding chapter mother angela was of distinguished lineage her godfather the elder thomas ewing was one of the great whigs and secretary of state under president william henry harrison james gillespie blaine her first cousin was the idol of his party member of congress united states senator secretary of state and the republican candidate for the presidency general william t sherman another relative ranked second only to grant among the union generals in the civil war phil b ewing her brother-in-law won the reputation of an eminent jurist in ohio young tom ewing distinguished himself in the union army her only brother rev n h gillespie was the first graduate of notre dame university and afterwards became its vice president and editor of the ave maria mother angela was born in west brownsville pennsylvania february 21st 1824. her parents lived in a large stone house it was a double structure and in the other half of it lived her uncle and aunt the parents of james g blaine who was born there six years later Mr. Blaine's mother and mother Angela's father were brother and sister, and the two children were reared together until the one was 12 and the other was six years of age. This childish association caused a sincere attachment, which lasted through life. While receiving her education in the Academy of the Visitation at Washington, the future sister had many opportunities for mingling in fashionable Washington society. One of her chroniclers of that time says that she had the same personal magnetism that distinguished her relative, Mr. Blaine. At the age of 27, however, she abandoned the world and, after the usual preparation, became a sister of the Holy Cross. Her work during the war has already been outlined. The death of Mother Angela came as a shock to those with whom she had been associated. She had been ill for a month but all looked forward with confidence to her ultimate recovery. The father general coincided with the physician in assigning the sad event to heart disease, probably brought on, as he says, by the death of Sister M. Loba, whom she loved tenderly, and whose funeral procession passed under her window four hours before. The funeral of Mother Angela took place at Notre Dame on Sunday morning, March sixth. 1887. The mortal remains being born from the halls where she had been superior for 34 years. Telegrams and letters of regret came from all sections of the country and even from parts of Europe. Among the telegrams was the following from one of the kinsmen of the dead sister. Augusta Maine, March 4, 1887. John G. Ewing. Your message is a sad one to me, communicate my deepest sympathy to aunt mary and to your mother signed james g Blaine. the relatives of the deceased religious who were present were her aged mother mrs m m phelan her sister mrs p b ewing honorable p b ewing lancaster ohio sister mary agnes miss mary r ewing miss philomene ewing mr john g ewing Mrs. N.H. Ewing, Edward S. Ewing, Mrs. Colonel Steele, Miss Marie Steele, Miss Florence Steele, Charles Steele, Master Sherman Steele, Mrs. John Blaine, Miss Louise Blaine, Miss Ella Blaine, Messrs. Walker and Emmons Blaine. Among the numerous friends in attendance at the funeral were Justice Daniel Scully, Colonel W.P. Rend, Mr. and Mrs. P. Kavanaugh, Mr. and Mrs. Alexander Sullivan, Miss Angela Dillon, Miss Eddie, Chicago, Mr. Jacob Weil, Mr. F. Weil, Mr. George Beale, LaPorte, Indiana, Mr. and Mrs. P. O'Brien, Mr. and Mrs. L. G. Tong, Mr. and Mrs. Stanfield, Mr. Dunn, Mr. Baker, Dr. Cassidy, Dr. Calvert, Mrs. Lintner, Mr. Birdsell, South Bend, Indiana. Miss C. Gavin, Lafayette, Indiana. Mrs. Shepherd, Omaha, Nebraska. Mrs. Atkinson, Baltimore, Maryland. Mrs. Coughlin, Toledo, Ohio. Mrs. L. Gregory. Miss F. Gregory. Professor James J. Edwards. Professor W. Hoynes, Notre Dame, Indiana. Mrs. Claffey, Notre Dame solemn requiem mass was sung by reverend father letourneau assisted by the reverend fathers spillard and Zam as deacon and subdeacon reverend father regan acting as master of ceremonies there was present in the sanctuary right reverend bishop gilmore d very reverend father general soren very reverend father granger very reverend father kilroy D.D. d very Reverend Father Corby, Reverend Fathers Walsh, O'Connell, Hudson, Shortis, and Saunier, the late Right Reverend Bishop Gilmore preached the funeral sermon in which he outlined the life of a model religious. He said, among other things, "It is too much to say that she, around whose bier we are gathered today, is a fair and generous example of what I have outlined so very imperfectly and so succinctly." fair in her talents and her ambitions with what the world values most she buries herself where in the silence of a religious life in a corner in an unseen position when she came here some thirty-seven years ago there was to be found little of that which today might perhaps attract one seeking the religious life she came here to labor to struggle to wrestle with hardships to concentrate her exceptional talents and energies upon the one grand object of her life she came in all fervor animated solely with zeal for religion devotion to her cause and thirty-seven years of unfailing generosity tell the tale of her life it is difficult to comprehend what has been done in those thirty-seven years it is not easy to realize what a devotion and ambition for god such as hers might do unseen unnoticed unobtrusive the generosity unfailing unflagging the devotion with which god has been served and man has been blessed such is the life of her who lies before us we see the results of her labors not merely in the material building she has erected for that in itself is little but in the moral seed that she has deeply planted here that has been the salvation of many who have already gone to their reward And amongst those who are living, how many there are whom she has molded, attracted, inspired with high and religious ambitions, whom she has directed in the paths of life. How many through her influence have been brought back to God and made generous once more. She has lifted up the weak and made stronger those who were strong, soothed the wounded, directed all to nobler and higher aims it would be difficult to find a heart so entirely throbbing for god as hers a foot so restless and untiring in doing good as hers a brain so busy in devising works for the welfare of religion and her fellow-men it is difficult for those who have not known her to realize the extent of her labors it is not every person who can comprehend the death of mother angela's devotion to the cause of god Many have seen it, but few have understood it. For many a long, long day, this community will feel the gap that is made today by the loss of one who lies in that narrow little coffin. The kind Father General, in the days that are coming, will find how much he has lost in the generous assisting hand, now cold in death. And you, young friends, will feel the loss of a tender and directing parent, It is for us all to pray that God may bless her, as I am convinced he has. After the bishop's sermon, the final absolution of the body was given, and then the procession marched to the modest little cemetery, and Mother Angela was laid to rest within a stone's throw of where the greater part of her life work had been performed. Mother Angela is the original of the Sister of the Holy Cross portrayed in the following poem the din of the battle has died away the twilight has grown to a deeper gray the moon rises pale through the misty cloud while the blood-stained rivulet moans aloud and the beams are faint in the kindly stars for hope shines no more from their golden bars the leaves of the tremulous aspen sigh as the night winds wailing sweep mournfully by the ambulance glides through the gloomy path to heed the wreck of the war-demon's wrath and the angel of peace from his home sublime weeps o'er man's wretchedness folly and crime tis the hour of midnight how lightly tread the feet of the watcher mid dying and dead lo the sable veil and the saintly air and the lofty calm of a beauty rare Proclaim that watcher, the chosen bride, of the world's redeemer, the crucified. The stifled groan, the sharp cry of distress, with their burden of woe through the hot air press, and the sister of Holy Cross, lo, doth bend her prayer with the pestilence breath to blend. O sister of Holy Cross, why art thou thus won by the pallid and death-cold brow? he is not thy brother yon prostrate form who moans there all bathed in his life-blood warm and the veteran wounded his locks so gray he is not thy father then wherefore stay all these are but strangers thou too art frail contagion is born on the midnight gale ah a veteran heart and a nerve more strong unto scenes and to sights like these belong oh i see her bend with a gentler grace and a holier light in her tranquil face and sweet tears methinks from her mild eyes flow as she bends o'er her crucifix fondly low how reverent her kiss on those sacred feet and almost i hear now her heart's quick beat and her low voice sways with a loving might like the keynote by heaven intoned to tonight oh ask me not wherefore my heart is bound to scenes where but agony clusters around oh bid me not go from a place like this for my labor is rest and my tears are bliss one hand she laid on her throbbing breast while the holy cross to her lips she pressed nor a stronger nerve nor a heart more stern could enkindle the fire that here doth burn ah these are not strangers for god hath died and for each in his love shed his heart's full tide tis for his dear sake that with joy i bear this breath of contagion this noisome air ah when i behold here the shattered limb the crimson blood oozing the eyesight dim see the gore and the gashes the death sweat cold it is my redeemer that i behold his wounds that i stanch his brow that i lave his form that i straighten and shroud for the grave i faint not i fear not for faith is strong since my love and my hope to the cross belong then then did my heart with her meaning thrill, my eyes from the fount of my soul did fill. For the sake of our loving and crucified Lord, the cordial she mingled, the wine she poured, compassion she drinks at the fountain head, the mother of sorrows her soul hath led. How sacred the treasures she stores at her feet, her lesson makes mourning than joy more sweet tis the queen of mercy bends down to bless the wealth of her heavenly tenderness and the angel of peace from his home of light has baffled the fiends in her mission to-night chapter twenty six